we all have the different hats that we wear for the different occupations that we have whether we are at work we have to be a certain way when we come home we're a certain way and perhaps when we with our friends well another hat altogether. well we are never completely sure who we have coming into the studio until we see what hat he is wearing father peter julia is joining us this morning today in camouflage so he's taking on the role as u.s air force chaplain this morning joining us today to talk a little bit about what he does and some things that are coming up in the vocations office good morning father peter thanks for joining us today good morning brenda always great to be with you guys so when you go to your closet in the morning looking at your calendar what you have to do today do you have to think okay i've got to bring my collar for this meeting but i know later on i'm going to be at the base so i better pack my uniform yeah, exactly. I have to do that. And it was funny because this morning I did, I took out like a white undershirt, which I would normally wear under my, my clerics. And then I, I realized I was like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta go to the base. Like right after I was at St. Rose this morning and St. Rose is really close. To, I've been filling in at St. Rose lately. And so, um, yeah. And sometimes I've got to pack like the extra bag and there's just a lot that you have to bring for both. Cause Often I'll pack clerics and you know what you end up forgetting, you know, like the collar right. sometimes when you grab uh. that stuff or, or like black socks. And then in this, like there's so many things, you know, you've got your hat, you've got what they call the blouse, like the outer shirt, the undershirt, your belt, your pants. There's these little elastic things called blousing straps at the bottom on the top of your boots. So there's just a lot that you have to remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it makes for quite the packing experience. Oh, gosh. Well, again, always appreciative of the time that we get to spend with you this morning. And while you are in your fatigues, you never take off that collar that you were talking about, your ordination collar. And so I would imagine that even though you were on base, you still think about the vocations, the vocations of the men and women that you were working with on base. And of course, the work that you're doing with the Archdiocese of Portland. Recently, Father Julia, last time we talked to you, you were heading into a discernment retreat at Our Lady of Peace retreat. Archbishop Sample was on hand to talk with men about vocations. Let us know how things went. Yeah, it was great. I We think we had 22 men, if I'm remembering correctly. And so it was a great great amount of guys and they were from all over the archdiocese and this year i just really want to thank my brother priests as well because it's really the pastors at each parish that are sort of like the primary vocations directors right because you know i can't be everywhere and uh they usually are with these young men when they're serving at the altar or doing different things like that and so they're the ones that say hey i think you should go to the archbishop's discernment retreat if i hadn't met them directly and, uh, and they just did a great job this year. There was a lot of men from certain parishes. I think there was like St. I think there was five men from like St. Brigida with Father Clifton. And so some guys really just did, did a great job kind of promoting it to some of the men. And, uh, and those that have really vigorous altar serving programs that, that really were, it, it has always worked mm-hmm. and it still works. And so that's another thing I would continue to encourage at our parishes and, um, and it was great. Archbishop is always great by yeah. giving them. One of the primary things he does on our first night is he always asks them, what attracts you to the priesthood? And then what are some of your fears, you know, of becoming a priest? So it really kind of enters into a very honest retreat for the men. And so it, it went really well. And so I'm glad. And then there's a number of men from that who um, go on to start to fill out the application to become seminarians. And that's almost like the primary 
or, or I should say it's almost like the turning point. Okay. Maybe we've been talking to a guy, then they come to the retreat, and then that's usually when they make the decision. I think I want to apply, you know, or we'll invite them to apply just depending on the situation. Oh, wow. And then for those who do decide to apply, about how long of a process should they be giving themselves from the time that they wanted to want to apply to when they might actually be at one of our seminaries in the United States? It definitely takes a while to fill it out. I, I actually had a printed copy of the of the application and they got totally psyched out by it because it's like kind of thick. Like a a ream of paper. You put it, you throw it out there and say, okay, get started. Because it's in a fillable PDF form when they actually fill it out, right? But but when you see it in actual paper, it's kind of intimidating initially. But you really do need to give yourself almost two months to to really fill it out. It depends on each guy's Mm -hmm. situation, right? There there are some men who may be younger, who don't have jobs yet or or things like that. And they have more, more time to devote themselves to it. But then there's some that, uh, you know, they have full-time jobs and, uh, and they have to figure out when I'm going to do that. And, and as you know, Brenda, just from being Catholic and being involved, it's sort of like any sacrament. Well, you have to call your, your parish where you got baptized and you have to request that baptismal certificate. And then you have to get uh, medical records. And so there are things that depend on other entities or people, like you have four references and, you know, and we all know every time you make a request from a reference, you never know how quickly they're going to respond. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're waiting on other things. And in the meanwhile, you're fin- filling out like there's some essay questions and um, there's an autobiography essentially that you write about your life. And, and so there's a lot. And then there's a psychological evaluation and that's fairly in depth. So they meet directly with the psychologist, but then there's a giant questionnaire you know, they're like, are you afraid of doorknobs? And then like 10 questions later, it's like, are you afraid of doorknobs? You know, or were you followed to this interview? You know, because they're obviously looking for certain psychological characteristics that might be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> if you are just tuning in, Father Peter Julie is joining us this morning, telling us a little bit about what's happening in the vocations office. Now, this is part of what you are doing as vocations director, also now as the chaplain uh, for the base here in Portland. How is that going? Now you are back from officer training school. You are captain, father, Peter Julia, however, depending on, again, what you're wearing as to what we're calling you. Have you feel like now that you've come back from training that you are really ready now to serve those people uh, here in Portland? You know, it's funny, Brenda, I'm not completely done with the training yet. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's there's also uh, what they call BCC basic chaplaincy course as well. And so I'll have to go back to Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. That's where many of the schools are. Um, officer training school is there. What they call squadron officer school is there. Chaplaincy school is there. A lot of Air Force schools are over there. So I'll have to go back to do that as well. But but it definitely makes me a lot more full-fledged. There's many more things that I can kind of officially do uh, at the base. So it's the 142nd wing or, or, or what they used to call the fighter wing. Um, but it's in, you know, F-15 fighters or what, what are out of there. And that's kind of our main defense out of the Western seaboard. But the thing that Archbishop, I think, realized too, is we had Father Rick Sirianni, one of our retired priests, he, or I should say senior priests. I know, I know we, because they're never retired, right? Because mm-hmm. they're always priests. Of course. But he was there for 23 years um, and also pastor to many of our parishes here in the Archdiocese. So we had kind of a rich history of being there on base and so I was kind of able, but but he retired in I think 2011. And so they were looking for somebody for a while to fill 
um, fill his shoes. And so it's been great to be there because there are parishioners, but there are parishioners that feel also called to serve, you know, in the military. And so it's wonderful. I mean, you know, somebody I did the wedding for just heard my voice in an office when I was first filling out applications and stuff. And she said, is that Father Peter? And I poked my head out in the hallway and I was like, yes. And she could just tell by hearing my voice that it was me. So it was really cool that these are our parishioners that are also in the Air Force, you know. Well, listeners of the Morning Blend would also most definitely recognize that is the voice of Father Peter. Father Peter, have you had a chance to go up in the air with any of the pilots there at the base? No, I haven't. You know, it's a little tricky these days. Father Rick, I remember, he, he got to fly in a fighter jet three different times, in the F-4 Phantom twice and then an F-15 once over his time. But there's a lot more restrictions now, so it's a little harder okay. to get an opportunity. And and currently, the, um, the F-15 models that we have, the only two that they had that have back seats in them were, you know, they reached their airframe life because there's kind of a life okay. on these planes. And these planes are actually quite old. Many of them were put into service in like the 70s and the 80s. So it's incredible how long they actually last, but they require a ton of maintenance and everything. But we're going to get a new airframe called the F-15EX, which is a big, big deal to switch over airframes at, a, at an Air Force base. And so when they get those, every one of them will have a back seat. So who knows, maybe when we get those, which which should come in the next year, or so. So who knows? There's a chance, maybe. <laughs> well, so. let us know when that happens. We'll be I'll sure you know. <laughs> to keep you in our prayers. Father Julia, it's always such a wonderful time to talk with you. And I still want to ask you about some upcoming trips that you will be partaking in as part of your work with the Vocations Office. I'm already against my break. Can you stay with me through the break? And we'll continue in our next half hour. Absolutely, Brenda. Thank you. And we are back this morning with a wonderful Father Peter Julia. He's joining us today, just sharing a little bit about what's happening in the Office of Vocations in the Archdiocese of Portland. And he's telling us a little bit about what is happening at the Air National Guard Base here in Portland. Father Peter, thank you so much for staying with us today. Oh, it's great to be with you always. Well, I think one of the things you may have learned at officer training school is how to hit the ground running. Whatever is placed before you, you've got to be ready to take it on. And the Office of Vocation, they have you very, very busy in the coming months. Here very soon, you're going to be heading back to Rome. Tell our listeners what you're going to be doing. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited about this trip. There's kind of a tradition for the seminarians who are in Rome. Um, For anybody who knows like the European academic schedule, it's a bit different. They do their finals after the Christmas break, which I still don't think makes a whole lot of sense, but that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And so you come back and you still have a couple weeks of, or a few weeks of class. And then you have a finals period where you actually don't have classes, but it's just your finals. And so the men are actually, I think a couple of them said that their last finals were today. And then there's probably a couple that have maybe one more or two more tomorrow or something like that. And so usually when you get it done, there's a low between that time that they finish exams and when they start the new semester. And so a lot of people travel over that weekend. And so there's a tradition for the Portland guys to go on a Portland diocesan pilgrimage, so to speak. So we would always go to some holy site. I remember while I was there as a student, we went to San Giovanni Rotundo to see Padre Pio and also the cave of St. Michael, which is also just above San Giovanni. And then um, we went to ours. Father Tim and I were there at ours with with a couple of the other guys. And then, gosh, we did a lot of stuff. Uh, We went to Lourdes and everything. But this year, 
we're going to go to be with those guys. Because I usually go once a year because I, I can't ignore the guys that are there, right? Sure. I get to see the guys who are local a lot more. But we're going to Lisieux in Normandy because St. Therese of Lisieux has been just a gigantic intercessor for all priests, you know, for a really long time, but especially for Archbishop Sample mm -hmm. and the presbyterate here and the seminarians here. And so I think there's a lot of gratitude and we're going to be able to celebrate a mass. Archbishop will celebrate that mass and all can celebrate at her tomb, at her parents' tomb there in Normandy. And so that's our pilgrimage this year. And so we're in, and, and hopefully we'll get to go to Chartres Cathedral and a couple of those other things. And even, even for me, the um, American military cemetery and the landing beaches at Normandy. At Normandy. Um, and so, so yeah, there's a lot of incredible overlap. And so I'm really excited to go. Father Peter, how many men do we have serve, uh, learning and in education in Rome uh, that you'll be meeting once you get there for the pilgrimage? So there's five right now. And so you you all probably know all too well Deacon Justin Echevarria. I may I, have I, had a, a discussion with him a time or two. I like to make fun of him that he's really media savvy and stuff like that. <laughs> and so I, I kind of give him a hard time. But but so Deacon Justin, uh, Deacon Brent Dershmitt, and then we've got Tristan Schubert from uh, St. Juan Diego Parish, and then Nick Martell from uh, the cathedral. And then the brand new guy would be Coulter McIntyre, wow. who's there this year. And so, so it's a really great crew of men. And so always good to see them and see how they're doing. Father Peter, why is it so important for all of us here in the Archdiocese of Portland to remember and keep them in prayers? It, you know, for our seminarians, it's a, it's an important task that they are undertaking and they need prayers. Yeah, there's a, there's just so many ups and downs because it's such a long journey. You know, that's one of the things at officer training school. A lot of people will ask you, well, how long were you in school to be a priest? And when I say eight years, you know, everybody's eyes always just like wide and they're just so astounded that we'd be in school that long. So as you can imagine, over the course of almost a decade, there's just so many ups and downs. And so it's the prayers of the people of God that help you on the downs, mm -hmm. you know, and sort of level out your journey to to get you through uh, you know, get you over the hump, so to speak. And, and so it makes a gigantic difference. And I think sometimes people forget about the guys that are over there. They don't, they really do have to be a little bit more self-sustaining. We're a nine hour difference. I really can't offer them the exact same support that I could offer to the guys at Mount Angel or St. Patrick in California or Bishop White. And so um, they kind of have to, you know, have a they said this in the air for a hardiness of spirit. You know, they got to have to be stout, stout hearted men that, that are pretty resilient and bounce back because it's, it's, you know, Rome living in a city like that. It's not the most forgiving environment. Sometimes. Oh, not know? to mention, I mean, there could very well be quite a language barrier and a cultural oh, sure. difference. Yeah. There's so. a lot going, going against you sometimes it feels like. I'm glad that you have been able to uh, volunteer the, the difficulty of heading to Rome. And of course we've been talking on the morning blend too. our archbishop, Alexander Sample has a wonderful opportunity coming up even later in the year that you'll be joining in and a very fortunate few can actually join in on a very special pilgrimage back to Rome in the fall. That's really exciting, Brenda, because every year in either late September or the very beginning of October, right there, they always have the diaconate ordination for the Pontifical North American College, so for the students there. And so uh, Archbishop was invited to be the, what we would say, the ordaining prelate. So he'll be doing the ordination for all the deacons, no matter what diocese they're from, at the North American College that day. And um, that's just an incredible opportunity. And so we had seen in the past when I was a student that sometimes 
dioceses around the country would do kind of a pilgrimage if they had a man that was going to be ordained a deacon there because it was a great opportunity for them to see one of their own future priests ordained at the heart of the church in St. Peter's Basilica. And I think it kind of ties things together in such a beautiful and unique way. And so we really use that as an opportunity to to kind of bring that down back to the people, the archdiocese. So we have this pilgrimage that's going there in, in late September. And we'll be going to, we'll be in Rome, obviously, for the ordination for the audience with the Pope. People will do St. Peter's tours, the Scavi tour, to see the bones of mm-hmm. St. Peter under the catacombs of St. Peter. And then also to, Saint, uh, to Assisi, see St. Francis, St. Clair, uh, uh, Siena, St. Catherine of Siena. And so it's it's really a wonderful pilgrimage that, that Todd Cooper had put together. He's done a lot of pilgrimages to Rome with Archbishop Lasney and Archbishop Sample. And so he did a really great job, you know, working. So there's a lot of people working to put it together. So it would be a really great trip for people. Oh, what a trip of a lifetime for many, for sure. Oh, well, absolutely. It sounds like it's going to be a wonderful event. And as we get closer, we're going to talk more and more about it. And Father Peter, with just a, a moment left, tell our listeners more about to what you have coming up for the Office of Vocations. Yeah, for, for vocations, the biggest thing for me at this time of year is after that vocations retreat, we're getting all those applications in. So I'm really working really heavily on making sure that the new guys that are applying, you know, that, that I'm getting them in. So mm-hmm. I, I'm focusing a lot on going through all of their materials and, and doing that. And then we're also working kind of internally this time of year to do a lot of our our themes and things like that for the next year, you know, and what we have to bring on board. But this is kind of like a huge planning time of the year for me. And, uh, and it's really focused on the men that are, that are going to enter come this summer. So. Well, perfect. Well, our, our, I guess our prayer cards are full. We'll keep and remember the men who are in seminary, those who are in Rome, and especially pray for those who are going to embarking on this journey and that uh, God be with them through every step of the way. Father Peter, it's always such a wonderful morning to talk with you. Thank you so much. Before we go, will you end us in prayer and your blessing? Absolutely. Thank you, Brenda. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together to, for all of your listeners that listen to Modern Day. We ask you to bless all people that might be listening right now, especially if they're going through any difficulties or struggles. Um, be with them, Lord. Remove the obstacles from their life. Uh, be close to their, to their heart and allow them to draw closer to yours. We also ask you to be with all of our priests and all of our seminarians, especially those um, right now that we'll be visiting with in Rome, but Lord, call more men to your most sacred heart. And we pray all of these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And and the Lord be with you all. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Peter, thank you so much again for your time this morning. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you.